This is the Afternoon Commune Podcast, a podcast about all things cozy and seasonal, a place for people to come together and share what makes their hearts sing. Welcome, friend. Hi, guys. How's it going? So it has been a minute and I have my reasons for why I've been gone for a bit. So I actually was in a really intense car accident. Um, What was that? About two weeks ago, I was headed home from work and I got lost control of the car. I'm pretty sure someone hit me from the back and I spun out of control and crashed my car uh, right next to the interstate sign. So my car is totaled and so I couldn't go to work for a week and then I got a rental and then I started going to work again. Luckily my husband works from home so that's good so it didn't really affect him but it affected me when going to work and then I also was like really sore and I sprained my neck. Um, And... Yeah, it was bad. And now, because it was a um, totaled car, the insurance has to now not cover my rental anymore. So I basically had to quit my job early. I was going to leave in January anyways, but yeah, I just had to leave early. I could have worked another week, but I was like, I'm just honestly mentally drained from the whole thing. And then I have finals coming up and it was just a lot going on that I was just like, no, <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna just end it here. Um, and so now I'm looking for remote jobs right now. I have online classes next semester, luckily. Um, I do have in-person classes as well, but I feel like it'd be a lot more relaxed because I'll be at home and yeah. And we're going to Korea again. <laughs> and we're talking about like, you just want, yes. That's the luxury of having a husband who works for airline, uh, you can fly for free. And so we're going again in January and I'm so excited. I'm so excited, I'm so excited. Cause you know, you have to see it in all seasons before you decide that you wanna move somewhere. Granted, I feel like I mentioned this in my past podcast of how like I've wanted to move to Korea for years. And I've been trying to talk my husband into it, like literally since we first started dating. And then he went recently and he also feels like, okay, like I really like this, I can move here. But now we're just gonna get into the logistics of it. And then also, you know, the whole North Korea trying to send missiles over to South Korea and just their talk of war and stuff, it kind of makes me a little like, mm, should we move there right now? Should we not move there right now? Granted, North Korea has been threatening forever, but have they actually done something? No. But still, it's just a little up in the air and I have to finish school anyways, unless I decide to transfer, but then that just seems a lot of, like very difficult and very pricey. So yeah, we're just gonna see where God leads us in that. But yeah, we're going back in January. I'm so excited to experience winter. I've experienced fall twice, so I'm like, now I need a new season. I wanna go in winter, I wanna go in spring, I wanna go in summer. So now I have to go to all the seasons. And I'm really excited for winter, surprisingly, even though I know it's gonna be really cold, because in Korea it gets really cold, it snows, it's a whole thing. But I'm excited nonetheless. I'm excited for the food. Oh, I'm really excited for the food. That's the main reason I go. Like, food is good, food is cheap. I love the walkability of Korea. You can just walk around and enjoy yourself. You don't even have to really spend money. You can just walk around and enjoy being in the midst of everything. And it's just great. So yeah, I'm really excited. But trying to figure out about a car right now. Do not have a car. And so I reckon all those different things. But yeah, it's just been a tough couple of weeks. Um, But I'm getting through it. 
and luckily I'm not like letting it get me down too much. I wanted a new car anyways, so <laughs> I literally right before the car accident, well not right before, but I've been talking to my dad for the past year, I really want a new car and he was like, it's now, it's like a really good time. And then this happens and now I have to get a new car. So it's, it's kind of, you know, what do they say? Sometimes bad things happen for good things to happen, basically. And that's how I'm taking the situation, which is why I'm not so down in the dumps about it. Cause like I can get a new car. Yeah, I'm gonna have a car note. Yeah, the insurance and everything, but a new car, a bigger car, a spacious one, which made more sense to me anyways. Cause my car was kind of small. I had a 2013 RAV4 and it's like, it has the illusion of it being a SUV. So it looks like it on the outside, but on the inside, it feels like a sedan. It feels like a regular old car. Wait, is a sedan a car? I think so. There's like a word and I didn't realize until like maybe like 10 years ago that like you don't call cars cars and trucks trucks and the SUVs. It's like it's car, truck, and then, I mean, no, it's, it's SUV, truck, and then there's that thing. I think it's sedan. It's something that's like it means car. But anyways, the inside feels like a car. It's small. You don't I, you don't feel like you're sitting up in an SUV. And I want to feel like, which I said this when I was went car hunting, but then my parents ended up buying a car for me. Like they literally went out without me and bought the car with my money and then brought it to me. And was like, surprise, this is what you this is what you get. Um <laughs> And I literally said the entire time, I want something that I feel like I'm in a truck. Like I can sit up and I'm just like, I feel like a truck driver. I want to feel like that. And then also have room in the back. And now I definitely want room in the back because of kids, obviously. So it makes sense to get a car that's bigger now for the future, especially because where I highly doubt we're going to get another car anytime soon after this new car. And so, yeah, my first car I really wanted was a um, Honda Element. I really wanted that car. I liked the the way the doors open. I like the sunroof. I like the way it just, it just felt like an adventure car to me. And, but I also had an obsession with Orion Carlotto and she had a Honda Element and she just made it look like such a nice car. And I was like, okay, like I want a Honda Element. <laughs> and then aside from that, then I wanted a Toyota FJ Cruiser still want one like i am in love with fj cruisers not me stuttering i think they're so beautiful and they're just like the old smart adventure car but that's not realistic with kids so i don't think that's gonna be my next car either and we're low on budget anyway so fj cruisers are expensive but anyways let's get on the actual topic of today the actual topic of today is the coziness of silence so i had this topic idea because Actually, today I was going to make a blog post about it because I saw this TikTok that was basically talking about how, you know, the TikTok post where they like, it's kind of like a prompt in a sense, or it's just like, it's a video, but it's really about the text they put on top of the video. So this one, actually, let me see if I can find it real quick. It should be in my most liked, um, my most liked TikTok. So let's see. Here we go. I crave the kind of relationships where you find peace in each other's silence in their sweet nothing. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, this speaks to me because I am a person where I feel like 
yes, I sometimes have social anxiety, but not when it comes to talking to like a one-on-one kind of situation. It's more so when it's like a group of people, I'm walking to a whole house full of people and I don't know who anybody is. And so I'm just uncomfortable. Um, But there's something about, and so I get silent because I'm uncomfortable, but there's something about a comfortable silence where like, you're with someone that you know and you love and you feel really comfortable with and y'all don't have to talk. Your whole day doesn't have to be filled with just talking, 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 talking. It's literally just, you're just being together. You're just, you know, living together. It doesn't mean like you're actually living together, but you're doing life together and you're doing it as if like you're working individually, but also together at the same time because you're in each other's company. And I just love that and I've always loved that I've always been that kind of person where eventually if you spend time with me whether we're on a cabin trip or on whatever kind of vacation to where like you like it feels like you're actually living with me people usually notice that's what I do I'm not like super talkative especially when it comes to morning time so I don't know about you guys but I have had the parents where every morning you have to say good morning like it's not an option you have to and if you don't you're being disrespectful um, and they want you to say good morning first. They don't They don't say good morning first. You have to say it first. I grew up in a household like that. But yet me, from a very young age, I've always been the person where I did not like talking in the mornings. I will be dead silent in the morning. And maybe until like two or three o'clock, then I'll say something. And it's not because like I'm in a mood. And I feel like that's maybe it's a generational disconnect when it comes to me versus my parents. Because I know how they were raised and they were raised in a very, you know, strict, um, very like respectable is almost militant kind of in the way that they're taught to be respectful, even with family, which it's almost as if that family isn't even, that family unit isn't comfortable. It's just, there's a whole bunch of formalities and it's just cold. And it's like, you don't know each other as a family because you're so militant. Um, And me on the other hand, I'm a person where I feel like with family, you should be able to be comfortable and communicate. And there should be understanding like you would with friends. Like I feel like, yes, you should have a respect towards your parents and some things your parents should have a say in and direct you in. But I also feel like there should be healthy communication and openness. Your family should be your closest, most comfortable unit, um, in my opinion. But I didn't necessarily, I didn't grow up in that kind of environment, nor did my parents grow up in that kind of environment with their parents. So it's kind of under, it makes sense why there's a disconnect with that. But yeah, there was a constant thing of where it's like, I was being disrespectful for not speaking in the morning. Um, I would come downstairs, they're downstairs. I would smile, but I wouldn't say anything. And I just would want to start my morning. And then eventually I'll come and then I'll say something. And it's not of like a, I think like they took it as like I was being a depressed, moody little kid, but it's like I still carry that same way of doing my mornings even now as a 24 year old. I just feel like there's something about just being silent and not having to just as soon as you wake up immediately just start like talking, just like, whoa, like I feel like there's there's beauty in the silence and just giving yourself time to fully wake up and charge yourself and then communicating and saying something. So that's kind of how I am in the morning. Sometimes I will speak if I have to, or I'm a texter so I can text in the morning because I'm still not using my voice. I'm just, I'm just typing. But when it comes to actually speaking, I would rather not speak. 
And I know sometimes, like I said, even with other people, it could seem disrespectful. I could see how, but it doesn't come from ill intent. It literally just comes from a place of like self-care. And that's what I see it as. I feel like we spend our time talking all day at our jobs, at school where you have to speak to, you know, your instructors and things. You have to speak to people. You have to, you have to see when you're going to a place, you're going to a restaurant, tell your order. You have to speak to um, people on the phone, doctors, making appointments. Like we're speaking constantly throughout the day. There's a lot of mandatory speaking that happens throughout the day where I feel like when there's an opportunity to choose to speak, I'd rather not speak. <laughs> I'd rather take that time to just, let me not say anything, let me just relax give myself time my brain to be silent and to just be just just be and I think there's so much beauty in that but I also feel like a reason that there's such a disconnect when it comes to that is because a lot of people aren't used to that and a lot of people can't stand not only silence but they associate silence with solitude and solitude is something that's negative because when some people are in solitude because they they spend so much time just like doing doing speaking speaking they never spend time to be silent and then when they are silent all their thoughts come all the negative thoughts all the anxieties all the depressive thoughts all of these angers unforgiveness whatever it may be starts to come out but I feel like there's two sides of that so I understand that because I can be that way sometimes when also in solitude but it has to be specific solitude like if I'm in a cabin by myself no, I'm not thinking about none of that. It's like, a, it's literally like a, a separate part of my brain that's like, this is the self-care section where you can be silent and in solitude and it's a form of self-care in love. And then there's the other part of my brain where I'm stuck at home for a month, like say we're in quarantine like COVID and I'm at home and then it's like, I'm in solitude, but it feels like prison and I'm stuck here. And I start to feel very claustrophobic. And then all these thoughts come. So I feel like there's two different kinds. It doesn't necessarily mean also some people are homebodies. Like I am definitely learned I'm definitely more of a homebody than I thought I was. And that's not always the case either. But some people are never in silence unless they're asleep. And even when you're asleep, you're not really in silence because your dreams are usually auditory, I would assume. I don't know. Sometimes my dreams aren't. Sometimes my dreams are. Everybody has different kind of dreams. But some people aren't used to that. So that's why when someone is silent or it might be just thought about that in situations where they're in really traumatic households. And sometimes the way their parents react to things in a negative way is to show anger or whatever. They get silent. So sometimes also people take silence for, okay, there's an emotion behind it. It's not just, you know, they're just being silent just to be silent because they just need that self-care moment, that moment of pause and reflection or whatever it may be, or just stillness. And they just take it for, no, there's something wrong. That means that person must have issues with me. That person must have an attitude. That person must be, you know, angry or something's going on basically and I feel like that also stems from that as well or toxic relationships where that may have been the case of where it's only silent when someone has an issue um but I want to introduce and that's the reason I'm talking about this another side of it and just the side that's being self-care stillness when it comes to self-care and I feel like there's such a coziness and a beauty to that 
especially like when you're out in nature. Oh gosh, when you're out in nature and you're just like walking or even just sitting and you're just emerging yourself, there's nothing to say because nature itself has so much noise in it. And it's not like that annoying alarm sounding noise. It's like that beautiful melodic music almost kind of noise. And it's just relaxing. And I feel like when you start to put talking and music and all these different things into that, that's when it starts to turn into, I don't know, for me personally. So I know I go hiking. Some people, when they go hiking, they like to listen to music. They like to blast music. I'm not one of those people. I can't understand it. I'm like, if you're out, we already listen to music in our homes and we're in the car. So I feel like we're in nature. Let's just take a moment to not have music and let's just enjoy the sounds of nature because there are sounds. It's not just silent, but not everybody's that way. And what am I trying to get to? Sorry. I lost my train of thought for a minute. I lost my train of thought for a minute. What was I talking about? Okay, this happens sometimes where I completely blank out because I'm like, a lot of times when I'm talking, especially when it comes to podcasts and videos, it's like it's another side of me talking and I'm just like, my another part of me sitting back and just pressing play for me. <laughs> okay, so what was I talking about? I was talking about when people go hiking Oh, yes, 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 yes. How some people just cannot or just do not understand silence. Like their, 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 their life just has to be full of either speaking or music or just something to where they cannot be just still in silence. And I was saying how for me, silence also doesn't just have to be complete silence. It doesn't have to just be like dead silent, like nothing's making a sound. Because I don't like that either. Then it gets a little weird. But what I do like is going out in nature and you're hearing the breeze, you're hearing animals. You don't see them, but you hear them. And you're hearing all these different sounds, birds, all these different things. And I feel like that and just being still and in that is so therapeutic. But even when it comes to just being at home and you're just in your stillness, you're in your, you're being quiet and you're doing stuff while doing it. So I'm the kind of person where when I'm quiet, when I'm being still, I don't necessarily, I'm just sitting and I'm just like, and I'm just like sitting here. Usually (laughs) I'm doing something. And that's what I mean by like that post really just, I don't know, that in itself just made me feel cozy just thinking about that. Cause I usually do that with my sister or even my husband we're very much a, we don't always have to talk. A lot of the time we're literally just present with each other in the same room and it's silent, but we're just doing things. But it's almost like we're doing it together because we're in the same room. Even if our backs are turned to each other, it just feels that just connectedness, it still feels there and it just feels so comfy and cozy. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's great. Just like, I feel like sometimes, especially when you're with friends or family, you feel like you have to say something, you have to speak, you have to catch up, etc. But it's like, no, you can literally just come together and just be. And I really wanted to do a silent retreat a couple years ago, and I've always wanted to do one. 
And I remember asking a couple of people, oh, let's do a silent retreat. And everybody was like, no, I couldn't do it. I probably laugh, I probably this, I probably that. And I'm like, I think silent retreats are so beautiful and so eye-opening and so many things that can happen with that. I feel like there's, there's so much revelation that comes with just being silent for a long period of time but still doing and being but being silent in that it's like there's a lot of things you can learn about yourself and there's a lot of ways you can really just focus on what you're doing and concentrate and it's also something meditative about it and I don't know I still want to have a silent retreat even if it's by myself I'll granted my husband's not gonna let me go to a cabin by myself I went camping by myself one time because I was mad at him. And that honestly was my, mo oh, well, I mean, there we go. Um, <laughs> that actually was a moment of silence, except, except the, um, the people that were camping in my camp spot before I was there and they were still there, I had to talk to them. But after that, that whole day and night was of just silence and that was fun and beautiful, it was great. But I remember saying like, I still felt lonely, but even though I wanted people there, I wanted people to be there, but it'd be like a silent retreat where like, once again, we're all doing our own thing, but in silence. And I did that with my husband. We went camping the second time and we were there together and it's just beautiful. Someone's napping over there. I'm sketching something. Someone's going swimming. Someone's doing a puzzle, whatever it may be. You're just together and just doing and being and just present. I think that's just so beautiful and comfortable. But anyways, this is getting really long. Um, hopefully this would encourage you guys to spend some more time just being still and silent and sharing that with others and being like, hey girl, maybe we should like, you know, try and spend some time just in stillness and quietness. Cause I feel like <laughs> we talk too much. <laughs> Because like in some situations, either you're you're catching up or you're talking about somebody. So for some some people, it might be good because then you feel like you don't necessarily have to talk. Cause like I was just saying, sometimes people feel like they have to talk. And when they feel like they are forced to talk about something every time they're with someone, it usually turns into stuff they shouldn't be talking about anyways. So not forcing it and just, you know, being still and silent, but being together and intimate is beautiful and i feel like more people should try it coming from a person who does it often and loves doing it and i am promoting this um a lifestyle of stillness with friends with the presence of others and it not being awkward but it being comfortable and cozy so yeah uh that's it for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed it and i will see you for the next one mm -hmm.